1: At your local sports
0: fix. It's All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a New Year's Eve edition. And the coach, Preston O'Neill, will join us today. No show tomorrow. Lady Raiders in action. Opening up conference play at home against FAU. Uh, The men are on the road at FAU. They will play tomorrow. Then they will turn around and play the same team on Saturday. Why are they doing that? Well, COVID issues, um, cost control, you know, trying to do everything they can to pinch pennies. So, uh, no show tomorrow, but the coach, Preston O'Neill, joins us. Preston, how are you? Doing
3: great, Bonnie. Happy New Year and hope you and your family had a wonderful Christmas. Ours was – just as good as it could have been and happy to be here with you this afternoon. Plus, it's a new year. I want my car running exactly the way it's supposed to. If I need some update on it, I'm gonna take it to Jerry Potts Auto at six one five eight six seven six
2: six two two. Sounds good. Now, do you do any good duck hunting?
3: Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, not a great day uh Tuesday but uh had a really good day on Wednesday and, uh, enjoyed being out in the woods and the water and watching the sun come up and seeing the ducks fly.
2: You deer hunt? A little bit. A little bit? I've been one time. I saw a snake, a peacock, and a raccoon. Never saw a gum deer.
3: Uh... Didn't have a
2: great day. Not a good experience. No, I just didn't really care for it. So There you go. haven't been back. I'll tell you something, you went to Arkansas, right?
3: Yes, we, I went over to a couple friends of mine, yes.
2: Yeah. I was thinking of that. Reminded me of a funny story. MTSU's was playing Arkansas State many years ago when they were in the Sun Belt, and um, I picked up the Jonesboro Sun, I think the name of it, and um, – the big and it was a big game Middle had against at the time against Arkansas State. It was, I think, both teams were unbeaten in the conference, and you know had a couple losses to the big schools they had played. And I'm expecting to read this big preview about the ball game, you know, and um, the lead story was somebody had shot and killed a double billed mallard. And, I, and uh, which evidently is a big rarity. And they had a guy with the picture of his, of his his duck. And um, so the guy wrote Kevin. I can't remember his last name. They had his story buried at the bottom of the page. And I got to the press box and I asked him about it. I said, "What's up with this?" And he goes, "Oh, that's big. That's big time stuff here. If you get a double bill. so." Have you ever got a double-billed mallard?
3: I've got a double-billed mallard. Uh, but Jonesboro is like Stuttgart. There's a whole lot of duck hunting going on.
2: Well, you know, and it's funny that he brought that up. He goes, I said, it's going to be a big crowd today. And he goes, "Now nah, deer season's open. So evidently tailgating and the attendance went down when deer season opened in Jonesboro, Arkansas.
3: I would uh, say
2: that's probably true in a lot of places. So they love their hunting, I guess. Yes, they do. All righty. Well, I guess you were happy last night. The Sooners looked great. Uh, They were truly the team that was engaged in that game and wanted to be there, and I'm not making excuses for Florida. They did have nine players opt out, but uh, Florida didn't really have much interest but Oklahoma probably still feeling like it had something to prove.
3: I'd say that uh, the Gators' motivation uh, and lack of preparation, money—they sent the team home for the holidays and then practiced three days with uh, an entire, basically, an entirely new receiver core. Uh, and the way the game started out, I think that uh, you know helped them lose interest. They were down quick. Uh, they made a rally, and then at the end of the first half, Oklahoma scored fourteen unanswered points. And I believe that just took the Gators out of the uh, out of the contest.
2: Yeah, it really did. And um, as I said, it was it, you know it was plainly obvious who wanted to be there and we've seen that you know this bowl season's been blah you know the the best game in terms of the quality of play the interest the want to to me was on Liberty and Coastal Carolina
3: oh what a great game
2: you know that's been the best bowl game Uh, you know
3: I was quite surprised at Dan Mullen's complete lack of interest. Yeah, he was quoted as saying, "You know, we're taking this like a spring scrimmage." It's like uh, you're on national television.
2: Yeah, that was, um, you know, you know, they basically went there and got a check because you you talk about, you know, you hear that phrase, "mail it in." (laughs) They mailed it in. They did, but they'll get a check mailed to them. So yes, uh, and
3: I know they were behind eight ball. Yeah, but the head coach sets the tone. Like, sure, we're Home for Christmas. We'll practice three days and go to the ball game.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure. Oh, okay, the, and I'm sure the win was taken totally out of their sails. As good as they played against Alabama, you know that was a great championship game. It was. You know, but um. You know, and if you're, if you're Oklahoma, you're, you're, it's one of those years. It's what might have been or ifs. You know, even if they'd just lost one game, uh, they could have made a very strong case to the be there in the playoffs, either over Ohio State or Oklahoma. It was painfully obvious, though, Preston, they were going to let Ohio State in. I mean, the Big Ten changed its own rules. Yes. You know, which to get them in because they were the only team that had a chance to get in. So I want your thoughts on that because, you know, Dabo Sweeney, whose team plays them uh, tomorrow, um, quote, they're plenty good enough and talented enough to beat us and good enough to win the national championship. But in my opinion, and this came on the heels of him voting them 11th in the poll, I don't think that it's right that three teams have to play 13 games to win it all and one team has to play eight. Your thoughts?
3: I agree with you. I think there's a totally different uh, aspect. But the overriding, uh, to me, the overriding fact on this is they were the Big Ten champions. And uh, they like having conference champions in there. You uh, know, that wasn't a Big 12 Conference champion. That was uh, uh, rated high enough. It had two losses, and no two team loss, no team with two losses, ever gotten in. And the Pac 12 was even, uh, you know, had less of a resume than Ohio State.
2: Yeah, I mean, Oregon was a sub in, and they won.
3: Yeah, I mean, they really struggled with getting games together for. uh through the COVID uh, process, which is nobody's fault. It's just the way it is. Uh, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of, who cares on Ohio State? I I do think the fact that uh, uh, the SEC and the ACC stepped up and decided to play their season. They were going on and getting the season in. uh, And then if it didn't work, it didn't work.
2: You know, and there were some pitfalls and blockades along the way, but they got it in.
3: Yeah, they got it in. Uh, and the Big Ten, you know, decided to cancel the season. Uh, they got to see that the ACC and the uh, SEC
2: and the and the Big Twelve,
3: the Big Twelve, were finding a way to get it done. And the fact that they were, you know, going to play spring football uh, in the Big Ten uh, didn't look like that was going to be as attractive, nor was there going to be a playoff, which, you know, financially is a big deal.
2: I think, and I've said this repeatedly, I think when the Big Ten actually kind of had some arrogance about it, when it came out and said, we're not playing, they just expect everybody to go, okay, well, the Big Ten's not going to play, so we'll take our ball and go home too. Uh, It didn't happen that way.
3: Right. Uh, I thought the ACC uh, might have followed suit. But the SEC and the Big 12, they were going to hold on as long as they could. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) the fact that the ACC didn't – follow suit was kind of a surprise to me. So, uh you know, but it's four good teams. Yeah. You know, you can argue for A and M uh that, you know, they deserve to be in there. Uh but Notre Dame and Clemson split and that you know I think it's every bit uh the right
2: four teams. You know, I do too, and you know, I'm not a huge Notre Dame fan or anything. But the bottom line, and I don't care who played or didn't play, people had players out all year. Yes. Um, they had the best win in college football this year. They did. And and I don't care, you know? And points had nothing to do with it. You know, Clemson scored plenty of points to win that game. Well, I mean, they didn't, but I mean, on a typical game. They scored plenty of points to win. Notre Dame took the fight to their defense and beat them. And okay. you know football team. And you know now Clemson got them back. But you know you've got there. Everybody's like, well, um, Alabama's going to kill Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't think you can set a spread that Alabama's not going to cover these days, um, except you know the championship game last week, but. Texas AM got boat raced by them. We've already seen that game, so I don't I don't have a big problem, and I don't have a major problem with Ohio State because if you you know if you watch football, that's a very very talented team. Now, if there was a one loss team out there that really blew your socks away. But you know, A and M—they just—they didn't blow me away. I'm sorry.
3: Well, it been interesting if Oklahoma uh, had only lost to Iowa State, and then avenged their uh, loss uh, in the championship game.
4: Mm-hmm. That,
3: to me, that was the only scenario that would have made it uh, made it a great deal uh, more debatable. I agree. And my, we spend a lot of time during this era of playoffs at the major level, talking about the fourth team. Uh, I think at one point, if if I am correct, the year Ohio State won the national championship, they were the fourth seed. Uh, and the rest of the time, the fourth seed has uh, not fared too well.
2: No. Not at all.
3: Oklahoma, you
2: know, that just hadn't fared too well. Mm-mm. You're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. We'll take a break and be right back.
4: If you're
2: looking around your home and it's looking like it's time to update, we can do anything as
1: far as painting, new flooring, anything that you're looking for. If you can dream it, we can
0: turn it into reality. They already did a great job on our bathroom, so when we decided to redo the playroom, Farrah Construction was the only one we called.
1: This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company
0: I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto.
4: Social media was under fire in 2020. First because of the presidential race, as far-right groups like QAnon Manifests its ideology online and into American politics Then President Trump took on Facebook, Twitter, and other big tech companies President accused social media of trying to silence conservative voices He also went after TikTok because of its ties to China We may be banning TikTok Governments also started antitrust cases against big tech
2: We will not allow any company to think that they are too big to fail
4: Tech also got involved in the battle against COVID-19 19, Apple and Google developed a tool that would let
5: you know if you were ever in contact with somebody who tested positive.
4: Technology was also a lifesaver in the midst of the pandemic. It's how we work. There's a little lesson on how to use Zoom, Zoom. and went to school. Thank you for reading with me Perfect. today and socialized. It felt like a real like
1: date, like even though we were on FaceTime.
4: And we can't forget SpaceX, which helped power America's first astronaut launch in nearly a decade. Let's Ian Schur, CNET News. All sports
0: talk on News Radio WGN. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports
2: Talk. Joined today by the coach, Preston O'Neill, brought to you by Jerry Potts Auto Care. That number, Preston?
3: 615-867-6622.
2: You know, Preston, the last couple years... Conference USA has done um, quite well in bowl games. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I only went 5-1 and one last year. Uh, not so good this year. 0-6. Appy State beat North Texas. Georgia Southern beat La Tech. Memphis beat um, FAU. Uh, Buffalo beat Marshall. And uh, Western Kentucky beat... Georgia State. So there you go. Again, last night it was um, um, Oklahoma big 55 20 over Florida. Um, uh, The day before you had Wisconsin over Wake Forest 42 28, Texas 55, Colorado 23. Uh, Today we've got three games. Army-West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State-Tulsa, Armed Forces Bowl in Ball State, and San Jose State in the Arizona Bowl, TCU and Arkansas, which I was kind of looking forward to that game. I thought it would be pretty good. Um, it was canceled. Then of course, tomorrow we've got Alabama-Notre Dame, Clemson-Ohio State. So... um we are knocking at the door of another football season coming to a close. There are some games. I think there's four bowl games on January 2nd. Kind of anticlimactic after tonight, though, really. National Champion game, championship is um, January 11th. So they'll have a little time off for that. i tell you
3: what I have enjoyed, Monique. I have enjoyed the fact that uh, we played the championship games. And we got right into some really good bowl games. Yeah, Uh, you know we didn't have to wait a month to uh, get into the big bowls. I thought, you know, I thought that was uh, that to me has been a positive.
2: Well, um, Alabama Notre Dame. I mean, are you just do you just typically say blowout?
3: Uh. I don't. Uh, You know, beating somebody twice is extremely difficult. Uh, So the fact that Clemson won the rematch is not a surprise to me. Uh, Alabama, or Notre Dame, has not fared well in the playoffs. Their history is not great. So... uh, I would think Brian Kelly would be highly motivated to be more competitive and get his team really ready to play uh, at the highest level possible. Now Alabama may beat them like a dog, uh, but I think they'll come in and be try to be as competitive as possible. I can't, you know. you know, I've studied it enough to tell you which matchup is is more difficult. Uh, the three tight end set that Notre Dame uses and as athletic as those guys are is going to give anybody trouble. Uh, but the combination of running back, wide outs, and one of the most accurate deep ball throwers that you've seen in a while, uh, Alabama presents you a lot of problems on offense.
2: Yeah, and Devonte Smith, their outstanding receiver, who I vote on the Baliknikoff Award each year for the top receiver in the country, and I voted for him. He was named the Associated Press Player of the Year, the first time ever a wide receiver has been named.
3: A uh, great honor, and he's a great player. Uh, plus, you don't mind him, both teams are pretty good on defense. So I'm going to be interested uh, to see if Alabama speed-wise uh, can match up with uh, – or Notre Dame speed-wise can match up with Notre, with Alabama. Uh, there's a lot of speed out there. Man. And it's not just the one wide out. You know, they got other options, too. Plus they've got a Heisman Trophy final uh, – or not – I'm sorry uh, – they have one of the finest running backs in the country. So yeah, you know, Najee there's, Harris. A, there's a lot of problems uh when you try to figure out how to stop that offense.
2: And you think about Alabama, that Waddell got hurt early in the year and has been out the whole year. Right. And, you know, that'd just be another weapon, but all they did was plug in a freshman and he's lived lived up to the five star billing.
3: Well, when you've got 50, 50, 65-star guys standing around out there, Uh, you can kind of reload.
2: Well, they they certainly do year in and year out, and Clemson's kind of reached that level as well.
3: Yes, they have. All righty. And it'll be interesting to see how long Clemson can make a run.
2: Yeah, it will.
3: But Alabama's run is historical. They have been uh, at the top for a dang long time, and not really had a cycle where they haven't been competitive uh, for the top full five teams in the country.
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back and. Chip Walker will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report.
1: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. Still a lot of traffic up and down 24 in and out of Davidson County to Rutherford. Watch your speed as you continue towards Manchester. We saw quite a bit of radar out through there earlier. Short stopping of delays out here sections of Sam Ridley. Hey, to cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or go online princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on Time Traffic. When news breaks. When traffic's horrendous. When the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNs. Free text alert. Sign up online at wgnsradio.com.
0: Hello friends, thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you.
1: even cost less.
0: It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders.
1: It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up?
5: Well, good afternoon, everybody. We'll talk Blue Raider basketball in just a moment, but. We want to start out today's segment, which is the final segment uh, we'll have here during 2020, to talk about a very special lady who we lost uh, earlier this week due to COVID-19. The Blue Raider Nation lost one of its truest fans when retired athletics department employee Linda Watson passed away following about a month-long battle with COVID. Watson served Middle Tennessee supporters in her role as an assistant in the BRAA for several years and was regarded as a shining light within that department. Visitation for Linda will be Saturday from 10 until 1 at Rose Lawn Funeral Home with a celebration of life to follow at 1 o'clock. Seating for that celebration of life will be limited to immediate and extended family due to gathering size restrictions. It will be available via live stream on the Roselawn Funeral Home Facebook page. And uh, you know, it's just it's still stunning to know that 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 Linda's gone. She attended Kittrell High School and MTSU, and one of her greatest passions was her artwork, specifically her painting of angels. And one of her grandest attributes was looking out for others. You know, I think back on the times when she worked in the BRAA office and and uh she you know in particular helped take care of liz ray in her final years whenever liz would come to a game or they would have uh, other activities going on uh they were inseparable and and you know you just really think about the uh the reunion that they had uh in heaven because you know they're both there they're both outstanding people well former BRAA executive director alan farley Worked with Watson for a number of years and recalls the way that she cared for the student workers. Uh, she said he said that Linda managed the student workers during football and basketball season. And one of her his fondest memories of Linda was that she always made sure that the student workers had food that was left over from an event to take home instead of it being thrown out. She would say that college kids are always hungry and they need to eat to do well in class. She was always looking out for everyone. That crossed her path. She was certainly a giving person, and somebody that we will uh, desperately miss. So uh, we tell that angel Linda Watson, fly high. All right. This weekend, Middle Tennessee men's basketball travels to Boca Raton. They will be taking on FAU. Right now, the FAU is five and three on the year. Uh, they uh, started out the year with a couple of losses it in a in a in a in an event down at south alabama they lost by 2 to south alabama lost by 10 to jacksonville state then came back to beat the university of mobile uh 83 41 they beat florida national 128 64 beat north florida 79 77 uh beaten Florida Memorial, 112-49, lost to Stetson, 78-69, and beat Florida College, 107-72. So they are still a bit of a wild card to know just how good or not good that they really are. The FAU women, uh, they're 2-2 two and two overall. They defeated North Florida, 93-81, lost to Miami, 73-61, lost uh, by 12 at Florida, and then they defeated Florida Memorial, 104 104- 73. So women's basketball will be playing uh, at home this weekend. It will be Friday night at 6 and Saturday at two o'clock. and then uh, the men will be playing this weekend at 6 on Friday and four o'clock uh, on Saturday. All right, that's it for today. That's it for 2020. And again want to remind you all to take care of yourself, be good to each other. Stay positive and test negative. We'll talk to you again from Boca Raton on Friday night.
2: All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We will talk to you next week. No show tomorrow. And remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckard and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back.
5: Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate. And if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me and we'll set up an absolutely free, no obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615 542 1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lam and Associates.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All
2: Sports Talk, joined today by the coach, Preston O'Neill. Brought to you by Jerry Potts Auto Care. What's that number, Preston?
3: 615-867-6622.
2: All right, uh, Preston. Ten Rutherford County football players have been named to the Tennessee Sports Writer Association's All-State Team. Uh, Class 6A state champion uh, Oakland led the way with four recipients. Junior running back Jordan James junior receiver Isaiah Horton, senior offensive lineman Graham Keating, and senior punter, kicker Trey Turk. Uh, Riverdale senior defensive lineman Javon Nelson uh, made the team, as, di- as did Laverne running back Ray Banner and Stewart's Creek kicker Upton Bellingfant. Eagleville sophomore receiver Caden Snitzer and junior defensive back quarterback Marcus Collins also made the Class 2A squad. And Middle Tennessee Christian School offensive-defensive lineman Alaric Watson uh, made the Division II Class A All-State team. So, as expected, Preston, the county well-represented.
3: Yeah, as as it usually is. And uh, my every year we get to this point and there's a line of Power Five conference coaches making a beeline to Rutherford County uh, to see if they can close a deal on a few of these guys. Plus, a number of uh, uh group of five and then uh, Bowl Championship Series schools You know, coming into Rutherford County and finding players. There's a lot of kids getting an opportunity to play college football coming out of this county at multiple levels
2: of course um, jordan james has narrowed his options to five power five teams uh, isaiah horton um is uh named six sec schools as his top choices graham keating is going to um uh unlv and um hunter Trey Turk, kicker Trey Turk, he will uh, most certainly uh, be playing in college as well. So um, um, a banner season in Rutherford County again?
3: Yes. Historically, continue to do what they've been doing. All
2: right, Preston, let's jump into something. It it struck me with interest that middle – MTSU, they signed only three players on National Signing Day. um, All three three star recruits. And um, which tells me um, a lot of their players are coming back. You know, everybody gets their year back. So they're not going to sign 25 anyway. But tells me they're going to really go hard into this transfer portal. And before we get into the portal. MTSU had a player go into the portal, that being Asher O'Hara, their starting quarterback. And I found it interesting, though, when you look at the portal, Preston, it's mostly players that have used up their eligibility at said school or they graduated from said school and they go somewhere else or play. Or it's kids that um, have been primarily backups and have, um, you know, they want to go somewhere and play right away. O'Hare is interesting. He's a two-year starter, and um, he, he he never really commented. The only thing, he said something on Twitter. He appreciated his time at MTSU. He thanked the coaches. They were only division uh, FBS school that offered him out of junior college and um, found it odd that he entered the pool, you know. Maybe he wants – I don't see him as a power five quarterback by any stretch. Um, Maybe he wants to go somewhere where he thinks he can win. He's from Ohio. Maybe he's going to go play at a Mac school closer to home. I don't know. But interesting to see a guy who's a two-year starter that could have come back enters the transfer portal. Yeah, I thought
4: that
3: was interesting that he left. Uh, And you don't really know. Nobody knows the circumstances. I mean, that's not been reported. Uh, There's so many different stories or uh, issues that could have uh, influenced that. So uh, he has decided to leave. Good luck to him. Let's move on to the next guy and uh, find a quarterback that can help the Blue Raiders to win.
2: They signed an all-state player from Florida. Again, a three-star, but you wouldn't anticipate a. Tr- you probably don't anticipate a two fresh, a true freshman coming in. So back to my original comment, it's pretty obvious where they're going to do be doing the bulk of their recruiting this year. It's out of that transfer portal.
3: Yeah, I'd say that they're spending a lot of time trying to convince some of the uh, some of those guys leaving the schools. Big, uh, the different schools uh, to come play for MTSU.
2: All right, um, you look at the Blue you know Raiders. Those
3: guys that they got last year, the two running backs in particular, could have made a heck of a difference.
2: Yeah, they opted out. Um, you look at Middle, uh, three and six, coming off of four and eight year, which you kind of anticipated with. Um, Brent Stocks will graduating. But so you're you won seven games in two years. That's that's not good enough. Um you know, ideally you'd like to win seven games a year at least. And uh you know, Middle did close out winning two of its last three, three of its last five and all that, could've won a could have easily won the um, Texas-San Antonio game, but could have easily lost the Rice game. You know, they had the crazy kick that bounced off the entire goalpost 88 times. But um, um, when I look at this team and you look at this team, Preston, what do they have to address?
3: they on got to get a quarterback, obviously. And uh, have to improve the offensive line. And they need a running back. You know, those three things uh, stand out to be to be. Uh, you got to be able to score in today's game. You've Got to be able to score, and a lot of teams think you got to be able to score fast.
2: Yeah, I mean they average what twenty five points a game. That's not good enough these days.
3: Not these days.
2: Uh, <coughs> now I will say. That, I will say. I mean, if you're trying to paint point to some positives on pass recruiting they did have five players the most in Conference USA make the all freshman team two of them which were offensive linemen so um, that is a positive but you know I, I just think they got issues all over the joint um,
3: Well, you know those issues have created to me uh, by a couple of different things number one Coaching facility, meeting rooms, and overall football complex uh, has not had a major update since they built the Murphy Center. Yeah. They have the weight room that was built, uh, but that's not the football complex.
2: Yeah, and I've said it all year. Heck, Oakland High School. It's got an indoor facility. It's not a Taj Mahal, but it's an indoor facility.
3: Well, I think that's number two on the list. I think the indoor facility comes uh, after the fact. They need to have a football complex for the coaches, for the players to meet in, and to have an area when they can get their team together uh, and not have to go through a couple of different buildings, go have a team meeting. Uh, it's difficult at best as a position coach to meet with your your group. And I don't think there's a comfortable and uh, effective place for any of the larger position groups, offensive line or the defensive line, to have a place to meet. Uh you know, to me, that's the first place you need to address. And I, like you know, the coaches' offices are the same as they were when I was there twenty years ago. You yeah. can change, you know, you can put a little carpet down, paint the walls, but the size of those offices are uh, very, very small.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean it's well documented. In, but they probably got the worst facilities in the country. Um, or, you know, they rank in the bottom ten anyway. We'll say right. it that way. And I've also had a former player, this is not Monty, say they got too many coaches on that staff. They're, they're just riding out the string.
3: Uh, you know, those guys are <laughs> – they got some young guys, and they got some guys with experience. Uh, I don't think Coach Stockton goes about it and he's just riding it out uh the football coaches have a lot of knowledge. You know, and the longer you're at it, uh, the quicker you can make decisions on how you're going to get something done. you know, you already you know what your, your steps are going to be. Uh, so you know, is there some adjustment to the staff that needs to be made? You could say that about any staff across the country. So, you know, uh, and and that former player, or whoever it might be, they uh, used to look at what they're paying the assistant coaches. Talking about, let's bring in some of these young hot guys. They're not competitive on the assistant coaching salary base. You know, you can't go over there and recruit some hot shots supposedly, at the dollar amount they're paying. Uh, they're competitive at the head coach's spot, the Power Five, but they're not very competitive at coordinators or uh, assistant coaches' salaries on the lower end, much lower end.
2: You listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back.
0: If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes.
1: (laughs) No one else is talking about it at all.
0: Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Good afternoon. Still a lot of traffic up and down 24
1: in and out of Davidson County to Rutherford. Watch your speed as you continue towards Manchester. We saw quite a bit of radar out through there earlier. Short stopping of delays out of your sections of Sam Ridley. Hey, to cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or go online. princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your
4: way, in
1: sir pizza sir pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods discover the difference at sir pizza on east Main memorial
5: and south church at creekside assisted living of murfreesboro we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere come see our new community which includes bistros salons a library and spacious activity areas a kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at wgnsradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank.
2: Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. We're joined today by the coach, Preston O'Neill, brought to you by Jerry Potts Auto Care. One more time, Preston. What's that number?
3: 615-867-6622.
2: All righty. Um, talking about MTSU football. What do they need to do to get better? Um, I like I like your topics. Obviously they gotta get a quarterback. They need a running back. Uh, uh, defensively they've gotta get better. And um, you know, they haven't had a really standout running back since Otavius Mathers. And, you know, he was the one year wonder they had, set the single season uh, all time record in M T S U in rushing yards over fifteen hundred yards and it's been kind of a committee thing, and I, I'm i one press, and I don't like running back by committee. Now, I don't have a problem with two, but I like a horse. You know, I like to – I like a horse, too. I like a – you know, I, I like – I, I want to feed the beast, as the Tennessee Titans do.
3: Well, you know, as, as many of those guys are, if you are able to feed the beast, as you say, you know you're pounding them up early in the ball game, uh, and the results may not be what a fan base wants, but you're pounding them. That's hard on defense, and in the fourth quarter, they get tired, and they get tired of tackling that guy. You know. Uh, People get tired of tackling Derrick Henry. They don't want to tackle him when the game starts. In the fourth quarter, I can assure you they don't want to tackle him. Uh, that's no—that's no easy task. Uh, you know, Octavius was a heck of a player, and they had other people to go with him. Uh, you know, they got some tiny wide receivers out there. Uh, and people are they're playing against have got, you know, six one, six two wide outs. They can run. It's much harder to defend as a defensive back. Because today Monty, people aren't, you know, uh historically as the game has developed. Well my dad played for Bud Wilkerson in Oklahoma. You were you were placed you played both ways and you were placed on your offensive position by what position you played on defense. If you were a linebacker, you were guard or fullback. If you were the safety, you were the quarterback. The corners were the running backs. Today and you know that's held kind of true even as we've evolved, is there some valuation where hey, we're going to take our best players and start them on defense because defense wins championships. Uh, Today, we're finding the best players, uh, and if they can catch the football, we're playing them at uh, wideout. And if they can't catch football, then they can go defense. So, you know, Improving the quality of player and getting competitive facility wise, I think that's the number one issue. If the university wants to be a uh, competitive football program, mind us, let's, let's compare. We talked about uh, the, the the conference USA's lack of success in the ball games. Let's talk about the conference we left. The Sunbelt. They've got teams that have come in and or have been there that have improved their facilities. Yep. Arkansas State is one. You know, we thought that, uh, as everybody did, Conference USA was a higher level of conference to be in. Well, today I don't know that that's the case.
2: Uh, I'd say it's not the case right now.
3: So. Uh based on wins and losses, one, you can't you know, just judge that from one year. But when you compare uh, athletic complexes and Conference USA as opposed to uh, the Sun Belt, I'm not sure that we can compete anymore.
2: Yeah. All righty, Preston. We got to get out of here. Appreciate you okay.
4: joining. Are appreciate- we
3: picking?
2: No, we ain't going to pick. It's over, and we're running out of showtime. So,
3: All right. I got long-winded. I apologize.
2: Oh, That's all right. Hey, uh, have a great New Year's, and we'll talk to you next week.
3: See you next year, Monty. Happy New Year, my man.
2: All right. You've been listening to All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. That'll do it for the week. That'll do it for the year. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe tonight, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS.